hello and welcome to a special edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. I'm Amy McDonald, yoga student, teacher, and yoga business coach. In this special episode, I'm taking you inside the Business of Yoga speaker series where you'll meet yoga teachers, experts, and entrepreneurs from all over the world. I'm not kidding. We're going to Melbourne, Singapore, London, Barcelona, San Francisco, New York, and more talking all things growing your yoga business. I hope you love learning from my guests as much as I enjoyed interviewing them. And if you do, please leave a review for this podcast. Enjoy. Lies and fallacies. <laughs> hey folks, Amy here. Uh, welcome back to the Business of Yoga Speaker Series. You might have just noticed that um, we were just goofing around. I'd like to introduce you to Danny Pompley, my guest of the day, uh, we tend to goof around a little bit. So welcome to our conversation. <laughs> now I feel, now I feel like I'm just going to be, t- hi, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, let me give you the uh, formal rundown of Danny in case you haven't had the very good fortune to meet him yet i'm going to read from his very like impressive looking press kit as i was just raving about (laughs) before we got started so folks danny is a san francisco based eryt 500 vinyasa yoga teacher whose style has been described as functional down to earth and fun with an edge Uh, each offering will connect you to power and flow infused with light-hearted spirituality where you find the inspiration to connect with your higher self i like that danny runs his own popular 200 hour TT, uh, and he is just about to launch his very own 300-hour TT. We'll talk about that in San Francisco and across the U.S., and he uh, is the lead teacher for various teacher trainings in the U.S. and abroad. We'll talk more about that too. Um, Danny leads popular workshops and immersions across the country at popular festivals and top yoga studios and keeps the threads of community and teachings going for students regardless of where they are located. He also offers continuing education workshops, mastermind trainings and retreats where instructors can refine and deepen their skills. Huzzah! That's me! <laughs> that's, that's part of you, and you're so much more interesting than that, as we all are. Um, so, so where do we even start? Um, I think one of the things, and we've talked about this before on your podcast and on mine, folks, go and stalk mm-hmm. us and, and get more of that if you care to. One of the things that I um, I really value about your journey, Danny, is the is the uh, way that you've grown fast in yoga land, and. Mm. Um, and, and as we'll talk about in, in more detail later, you know, you're just about to launch your own 300-hour TT. You've done a whole bunch of teacher trainings. You teach at the places. Um, yep. You know, you've got a big following. You're, you're one, of the, one of the reasons that I love getting the opportunity to speak with you is because you are a really good teacher. Um, and that's been a fair, you know, it, it, by comparison, it's been a fairly rapid trajectory. Sure, you, yeah. Would you say? Yeah, I think, you know, it it did happen on the faster side. Um, And yeah, I I guess to most people, mine did get started a little bit faster. Yeah, for sure. And so how? I was, I'm kind of relentless in most things that I do in life. Like if there's something that I really want to do, I will take everything in my power to make it happen. And specifically when it came to yoga, I was sick and tired of doing what I was doing before. Like I, I couldn't, 
I couldn't physically go to my old job anymore because it was crushing me. And I think for the last month of going to my job or lack of going to my job, I would cry almost every single time. Mm-hmm. And Gosh, I just, yeah, I just knew that I needed to get out of it. And so I put my head down and, you know, it's very similar to, you know, a friend of mine who was in med school who he was like, yeah, you pretty much just went to med school. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you got rid of your social life. You got out of a relationship. You didn't do anything that you wanted to do that was super fun. You just stayed focused and did the thing until it was there. And that's exactly what I did. Knowing that there was going to be some temporary, you know, like letting go of certain things in my life and certain aspects or whatever, I put them to the side, No, like, you know, knowing that I'd be able to get back to them, but like I had to make this thing happen and I was going to do whatever it took to make it happen. And one of the reasons that I love this story so much is because for me, what it demonstrates is yoga is a legitimate profession mm-hmm. and it deserves the um, commitment and effort to, uh, to, to, to become established in it like any other worthy and um, well, you know, well thought of profession. Like, like you said, it's like going sure. to med school or you want to be a lawyer or you want to whatever. Right. Why would you not approach this vocation as you would something else? I think a lot of people, you know, because, you know, two, let's say 200 hour trainings are such a dime a dozen these days. I think most people get enamored with yoga, like, oh, this is really great. And I think I want to teach. And they put in some of the effort at the start, but then they realize, wow, it's a lot of work. Like, like anything else, if you want to be well-established in anything that you do, you have to put the time in. Yeah. And I think it loses its charm that way. But for me, it was, you know, it's still definitely, it was the only path and it was the one thing that I wanted to do. And so I, I just made sure I did it. And again, there's a difference between, uh, so, so sorry, let's backtrack for a second, because when we're talking about your med school time, we're not talking about 21 days of training. Like, right. <laughs> what, right. over what period of time do you think you really kind of, um, as my dad would say, buckled down and got focused and, and got yourself to where you are? Like, how long are we talking? I, I've been teaching for eight years. And when I first started teaching, I, te- I taught very part-time. It was like, a couple of classes here and there, you know, at the gym and, and whatever. And it was, it was not my part, my primary, it was just my yep. fun thing to do. Yep. And so this may actually, in just a couple of weeks will be four years that I've do it, that I've been doing this full time yep. mm-hmm. and four years that I buckled down and made it happen. Yeah. Okay. Four, so four, four full years of just dedication, hard work, teamwork and, and getting it done people often talk about this like full time, but whatever that means. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, okay. Four years. So, um, so then my other question was, um, so, so we've been working on it this hard for four years to get you to where you're, you're, you are now. Um, do you see that leveling off? Like, are you are the are the fruits ripening, or is this? Do you imagine this is a sustained amount of effort? Um, I think that. So, what the way I describe it is like what I did for the last four years was just try everything. Oh. I, I literally tried a little bit of everything and yep. saw what was going to stick and what was going to really resonate with me. And now that that's happened, I've really started to see where my path is going and what I really want to work towards. And 
a lot of un, not unfortunately but fortunately a lot of it really stuck like a lot of the things that i tried really worked and so it's now creating a team to help support all of those efforts you know some of the things that that I didn't think we're going to be successful are now so successful that I can't handle them by myself. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. It is a good problem, but it's also, you know, it's, there's one of me and I have, you know, podcasts yeah. and trainings and, you know, and workshops and public classes. And, you know, in addition to that, there's also admin time and everything. And I, and I am the product. So if I'm not offering the product, I've got to like do stuff behind the scenes to, to take care of the product. Sure. Um, and and still study and still practice yeah, and do yeah, all, yeah. all of the things. So it's now it's about creating a really good solid team that can support me in all the things that I'm doing. I love that. And I think for me in my business, that's what kept me under earning and struggling for longer than I needed to because I didn't get that memo fast enough. I continued yeah. to try and do it all myself for too long. Some yep. kind of like, oh, I'm worthy and I should suffer to be successful. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Um, I love that, that, okay, four years of, of grafting in and now it's not just getting some people to do some stuff, but actually like the way you're talking about building yourself a good, like a really good team. Right, right. Yeah, it's been, I, I didn't really realize how amazing it would be until, it, until I, I got people on the team. And, you know, at first there was the fear of like, oh, well, how am I supposed to pay somebody else to do it? And, you know, like, what, what like, how does that work? And, you know, it wasn't until one of my coaches was like, well, you got to spend money to make money. And also when you pay someone to do, let's say, uh, whatever admin, like, you know, a bookkeeper or whatever it is that you're, you're freeing up your time and energy to create more so that yeah. you don't have to deal with back end. Like, I'm going to upload this on the website and I'm going to go and do this thing. And, yeah. you know, like, stuff i'm gonna go and edit my podcast like yeah i, don't know, I could do something else with that hour yeah yeah uh, but and i wonder if um if you think about you know yoga teachers um i actually maybe this is i'm interested to know because i know for me my work life history i did have experience managing people so i had that kind of how to hire how to do an interview how to team blah, blah, blah. but i suspect that that's not common in yoga land and so the idea of leadership in the sense of you know like hr kind of skill sets that's not something right. that you get taught in in a teacher training i mean I, I think in my two in my 300 hour we got some stuff about group dynamics but that was about managing students it's not about right. team what's right. it like now building a yourself a team that you really enjoy working with what's that journey been like I did have some business background for yeah. quite, I, man, I, yeah. I managed a lot of people so that was yeah. really 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 helpful but you know, whether you're, you know, whether you're managing at a bar or at a, you know, at an office or a yoga team, like everyone's so different and you have to, that's, you know, that's the role of someone managing a team is to be really dynamic in everybody and, and be engaged in everybody. And now it's, I mean, it's everyone that I work with is so amazing. Like everyone is so self-supportive and, you know, we have systems in place so that everyone can communicate with one another and there's not like a flood of emails. We have project management systems set up. So it works really well. There's a lot less texting and emailing going on and more, you know, we go to this project board and everyone just dials in there. Cool. Yeah. It doesn't, don't you think it's like, I, 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 it's one of my favorite things in my business, having great people on my team and like the hum of it all sort of coming together and people playing to their strings. I love it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Cause there's some stuff I'm not good at. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, 
folks that are watching, like, uh, you know, pause on that one. Be you know, there's this thing about just because you can doesn't mean you should. I mean, just because right. you can do stuff kind of okay, give it up to someone who's really good at it and right. see the difference. And free up your time to do something yeah. else. Yeah. Free up the time to get back on your own sticky mat. I suspect that, I know one of the things we've talked about in the past, um, this one sticks with me actually, is you told me once that you put your phone on flight mode until like after your all of your morning stuff. Yep. I'm still excited yeah. about that concept. It has not become a reality <laughs> for me, but I aspire to it. <laughs> so, you know, so did you manage during your four year of grafting, did you stick with your own practice? Did it fall off? Has it sustained you? Talk to us about that. It's shifted and it's changed over the four years. I had a couple injuries. So, you know, I couldn't do a lot of physical asana because uh, I had a shoulder injury that didn't allow me to do a lot. And then I had um, an umbilical hernia that I had to get repaired. And so a lot of my practice changed to a lot of sitting and a lot mm -hmm. of journaling. And then mm -hmm. Harmonium came out during that time mm -hmm. as well. And mm -hmm. that became a big part of my practice. And, you know, now where I'm back at is like back to working on press handstands, which I absolutely just love, but it, it shifts and it shifts and change yeah. so many times. And now there's, you know, there's now different aspects of the practice that I get to love and, and, and play with. But it was always there. Yeah. Yeah. In the morning? One of, my one of my teachers, yeah, in the morning primarily, one of my teachers dialed it in, you know, when I first started and he was always very avid about telling me student first. You always, always, always yeah. be a student first. Yeah. When, yes. you, when you stop practicing, you stop teaching authentically mm. because mm -hmm. you're, not, mm. you're not doing the thing. So you're not yeah. able to truly, you're not really, to, to truly speak with it, like, you know, to, or, 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 or to offer what you're, what you're doing because you're not doing it. Yes, yes. I wonder, um, thinking about some of my clients who are making that, you know, they're sort of new teachers and they're realizing that, you know, I, maybe you see this with, because of the 200 hour teacher trainings that you offer, there's that point in the teaching journey when you have to get off your own mat. You know, mm -hmm. there's obviously some styles the teachers like Bikram, whatever, you, you stay on your own mat. But for other styles where you do hands on assist, you move around the room, and there's that moment of how do I know what to say to people if I'm not doing it while they're doing it? Right. But I think that, that like, that's key. Personal practice is key there. That's how you know what to tell people because you've done it. Yep. Like, that morning or earlier in the week yep. or yeah you're speaking to something that's really authentic because you have the experience yeah 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 um okay so student first i want to go there for a second um you're a yoga celebrity after some intense period of time but you know compared to like I don't know, we we're talking to talking to Carlos Palmeida the other day and he's only been doing this for 40 years, you know. Like, so so um, is, there, is there judgment? Do people like, is there like attitude? Not for, don't tell us anyone in particular, but do people like, oh, you're, you're the new kid, you shouldn't be doing this or is there pressure? Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure people have opinions. For sure, you know people have people. Everyone has an elbow, you know what I mean. So we've all got we've all got opinions, um, and uh, I, I'm sure that there is a lot that has been said. Maybe there, you know, but, uh, do I? I don't really care, or you know, yeah. it's yeah. what other people think about me is none of my business. 
Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What other people think about me is truly none of my business. All I know is that I can do what I'm going to do for me, what feels really authentic to me. And, you know, I think what a lot of people forget is, you know, yoga for me gave me an opportunity at life again. You know, when it, when I had nothing else, yoga gave me a reason to live. Every day it wakes me up. And I think that under assumptions, which a lot of us tend to make, and not knowing full backgrounds and stories, sure, uh, there there might be some judgments there. But when you really get to know me, and you realize, like, if I don't have this thing, I don't really know what else I have, you know, or you know what really lights lights me up. Yeah. There's reasoning to to me doing the thing that I want to do, and I, and I actually believe in. I strongly one hundred percent believe like I am here to make an impact in whether that be two students or 2000 students. I don't care. I'm going to do my hardest to get my message out there. It's, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting having this conversation and considering it through different cultural lenses. And I know you teach around the world and so um, putting yourself into different cultures because I, I love everything that you're saying. And there will be some people that are watching and they'll be thinking, wow, what humility. And, you know, he really, he's really passionate about this and, and serving in a way that he's meant for. And there are other people that will be watching and thinking, oh, what an asshole. Like, who is this guy? It's really, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting about, um, it's a really interesting space to be in when you feel um, that you have something that needs sharing. Like what I'm hearing you describe is you've, you've for, for all of the, your karmic debt and all the rest of it and everything that you went through, you came to this moment in time where actually you realise, huh, you know what, I'm a conduit for something that's bigger than myself and I'm going to do this kind of no matter what. Yeah. And, and um and, and how that can be perceived or sort of on that spectrum of who the hell do you think you are versus, well, what, you know, he's a, a champion for goodness. Right. It's kind of, um, I suspect that, that well, I, I do believe that it takes courage to kind of declare that because of people who might be critical of it or sure. if, uh, even more, more so perhaps um, in a critic. Right. I've got this sneaking suspicion that fuck, I went through all of that stuff for a reason. And now I've got something to share that might help even just one other, but who am I to declare that message? Yeah. I call that I, the imposter syndrome. Yes, it, that exactly. Yeah. And I suspect yeah. a lot of people watching, well, this is probably going to be ringing some bells for people that, that may be in that space. Yeah. And what I, what I would say to that, you know, is whether a few things to that one, I don't plan on pleasing everybody. I shouldn't, there's a problem if I'm trying to please everybody, there's a big problem if I'm trying to please everybody. And two, you know, at the end of it, like, let's truly remember that I'm, 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 you know, for the person that's saying that I'm an asshole or the person that's saying, Oh, whatever. (laughs) They might not not be, just just to be clear. I'm not. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. For sure. (laughs) For the, for the opinions, you know, it's really has nothing to do with me. That's their totally. stuff coming up. Totally, so yeah. I must be doing something or saying something that's triggering something inside of them. So cool. I'm more inclined to say, why don't you go explore why that's coming up for you? Because there's probably some work there for you. I totally agree with you. And can you imagine? Because I remember before I was like, me, this me, but when I, back when I was like that other me, crotchety me, um, I would have just been like, well, that just compounds your asshole factor. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, of course you're going to say that woo-woo freako. Like, right. <laughs> we're, right. so, 
we're very blessed, I suspect, that um, in what we've chosen to do for a living, we get to hang out with people who are kind of like down with those sorts of conversations. It's probably yeah. not actually normal. We've probably we skewed the people that we hang around with. We speak the same language. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that comes from doing the work, you know, like to, to actually be reflective. Everyone is just a mirror, you know, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Yep. Tell us about, um, for people that are thinking, okay, well, maybe I, I, maybe I could be a little more brave or maybe this is something that I, maybe I, it is, this kind of is my dharma. Mm, scary. Um, have there been people who have tried to talk you out of it or have there been, you know, have you had critics or naysayers that have told you to not go so fast or work so hard or be so you? <coughs> Excuse me. I've had a couple people um, express concern, you know, like you're going to burn out. You got to take care of yourself. You got to slow down. And I totally read that loud and clear. And I hear that. And there have been a couple of times where I've gotten close to burnout, you know, and, and it's taken, you know, it's like anything else, you've got to learn and you've got to make mistakes along the way. And if, had I not taken on so much and learned some lessons, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today as far as I've gotten with it today. Okay. You know, I, I, I've taken the time to learn those lessons and I hear people's concerns and I listen and, you know, I, I sit with it and decide, you know, whether it's valid or not. And, you know, one of the things that I have gotten to, like, where I'm at now in this journey is I can't really do anything else except for give time permission to be time. I can't escalate my learning. I can only read so many books in a certain <laughs> amount of time, you know, mm -hmm. and I can only wait for people to respond via email until they get back to me. So now it's just, I've created all the infrastructure that I've wanted. I've set the goals that I've wanted. And now it's just letting time do its thing and enjoying that and actually getting to sit back and enjoy that and take some more time to watch it grow to actually sit back and watch it grow and be like oh wow that's pretty cool like uh, that's that's different you know that's or that's new or wow i said that or hey i learned that concept you know and and like really experiencing that for a first time has been really cool patience yes but like enjoying <laughs> like enjoying yeah. Patience. yeah like i i actually really enjoy it now uh, I was, yesterday i had uh, two clients um and we ended up serendipitously talking about the same thing about how their, their business had actually become moved into the maintenance phase. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about like Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, that they'd, they'd done all this crazy growth yep. and they were kind of in maintenance. That sort of feels like that's what you're talking about. We're in, we're in sustainer territory. Yep. Yeah. Now it's figuring out where I need to, again, it's, it's putting the right people in place to take care of the certain things and also making sure that, my big thing where I've really been dialing into is protecting my energy. Nice. Like just really, really, really conscious about like what I say yes to now and what I don't say yes to. And even when I'm doing a certain thing or an event, how I'm there, how yes. I'm physically there, how much yes. time do I physically stay there? How much time do I engage with people? How much time do I hide to the back with, by myself so that I can just, yeah. you know, it's really just, I, it's maintenance. It's knowing that I want to make this long term, so I have to conserve my energy really wisely. I love that. I also think, Danny, that um, you know we talk about in this series. We're all, we're talking all about business, but in fact, for me, 
growing my business, figuring out what it is, you know, putting myself on the international it's been like radical personal development. Like I've learned yeah. so much about myself because of this business thing. Yeah. Which, which is, makes it so much more rewarding. I didn't realize it. But it's like, it's like I say to people, like it's like living in some kind of Tony Robbins event. Like that's how intense it is. Right. Would you agree yeah. as far as? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're consistently challenging yourself every day. Yeah. Yeah. You're taking on new projects that you've never, you know, like there's no how to, there's no like, there's no, right or wrong way and so you just you're as you're figuring out you there naturally you have to learn something about yourself while you're working through it yeah yeah, yeah. relentless opportunities for reflection and svadhyaya relentless <laughs> relentless so so i want to emphasize this point because okay you worked really hard and you were really committed and you're really focused and you went for it but you're also really good because I think that you might not say this, I'm going to, because, you know, I'm, I'm sort of at the side of, of the industry. There are a whole lot of people who are like famous in yoga land who actually are crap. I mean. I'll do it. You don't need to say this. But this is yeah. only being opinionated. There are a whole lot of like, look at me, I'm famous and I've got a brand, I label and buy my merch. And actually my yoga mm -hmm. classes aren't particularly safe. And it's kind of, I'm a one trick pony and I can do this thing. And now I'm on the cover of everything and whatever but I don't actually have a whole bunch of integrity and like I've been at people's, I've been at festival classes where someone's someone famous is telling me to do something that I know is not safe actually for my body. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, and one of the reasons I, you know, like talking with you is because you're good and what you're, and, and I suspect that like you were saying, it's because it's, it's about student first. And there's yeah. also a humility to that. Yeah. You've got to keep learning and things keep changing. And tell us more about how do you, like, how do you, how do you, um, it feels to me like you have a commitment to excellence, actually. I, I do, I, I do have a bit of a perfectionism, but then also there's space for, for play in that as well. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's perfectionism. I think it's about, um, like if I was an accountant, right, yeah. I, I would want, like, there is any, I'm getting things right. I'm committed to doing things really well. I'm committed to staying up to date with what's current. I think I, it's about, I, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I guess for me, and, I, and again, I can only speak from my experience. Like oh. I take my craft very seriously. Yes. It took a lot of hard work, a lot of will. I mean, you know, breakups and relationships. And I sacrificed a lot to make this happen. And I strongly do believe in what I'm doing. And I strongly do believe that I can impact people. And I think that the best way for me to do that is to stay in integrity. And to stay in integrity means I have to keep up. Information is changing every single day. The way that I taught I, this first thing I said to this teacher training group that, that's in right now, whatever I teach you guys right now is probably null and void after I'm done saying it. Because chances are I am going to be saying something new, but I'm teaching you guys from my experience currently, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I just think it's, yeah, very similar to what you said. I think I want to stay on top of what's happening. And I also don't think that we ever stop learning. You know, if you stop learning and just think, keep things the same way, 
there's no room for, for growth, you know, like there's it, you kind of plateau and, and that's it. And I think that there's a lot more to that than just, you know, I'll give you an example. I taught very, very, very strict, you know, vinyasa, just only yoga poses. And now I don't do that anymore. Now I have a lot of biomechanics in my classes. Mm-hmm. And now I have a lot of drills and now I have a lot of like conditioning and strengthening. And I've learned that over the years, you know, as I've, you know, gone through this journey that there is more to it than just old school poses. Mm. And yeah. I, and, and I am, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I, I take inspiration from the people that are around me and I want to be the best. Just like I, 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 there are certain people that I just think they are the best and they are some of the world's greatest teachers and I want to be as good as they are. I love that. I think it's so important to um, have people, often, people in my community often say to me that they don't feel like they have a teacher they did their teacher training with whatever was kind of around and now they're kind of out there floating, but they don't feel like they have their own teacher. And, and that's what I say, like, just go be with the best. You go take classes everywhere, but it's very important that you go study with, even if it's just a you're crashing an afternoon or something, go mm-hmm. be with the best so that you can be motivated and inspired by that. Yeah. I mean, whether they live an hour away from you or a couple hours away from you, make time to go be around them and to learn. Yeah. It's and, super important. But what would you say then? Because I think the flip of this is there is so much going on. There is new stuff all the time. Like how do you not get overwhelmed with it? How do you not just be, you know, I, you could, you, I could stay in my house and never go anywhere and just like listen to podcasts at, about yoga, right. let alone right. everything else. How do you not I think, get overwhelmed? I think you just take one thing at a time and see what works for you. Because there's going to be a lot of lot, lot of schools of thought say different stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's trying it in your body, you know, and, and, yeah. and seeing what resonates. Uh, again, I'll go back to student first. Like when you feel it, when you do these things, you know what feels right for you and you know what doesn't. And I think intuitively that is your body saying this teaching is for you and this teaching is not for you. So would you say then extrapolating, would you say that that is actually how a new teacher would figure out what, how they're meant to teach or what they're supposed to emphasize. Yeah. I mean, when, you, like. when you embody it, you yeah. know what you're, you know what you're speaking from. Yeah. Tell us about your 300 hours. How did you know? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm co-teaching on a um, teacher training first one. Like I've only been doing yoga for 32 years, but I've decided maybe I might be ready <laughs> to teach like the philosophy part of a teacher training. Yeah. Sure. Um, but you're launching into your own 300 hours. Tell us more about that. It's so exciting. Well, I, you know, I, I recently, so far in the last four years, I've done a 500 hour of, of uh, my own ed- advanced education every year just to keep current and to, you know, study with everybody. And Can I just like stop the press? That one's blowing my mind more so than the flight mode. That's my new thing now. <laughs> That's my new, I get about that. Really? You yeah. Just, like as a student every year? Every year. I freaking love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Every year, I, every year I do one training every year. So, okay. Uh, we're coming back to your 300 hours, but I want to just go into this a second because what, here's why a lot of teachers that I work with, they think that they'll just do one more training and then they'll be good enough to go for it. But what I'm sure. hearing you say, it's not about, and I call that like, I'm going to qualify myself confident. It's a phenomenon that exists and I want to smash it. But what I'm hearing you say is actually, no, no, no. I'm I'm pursuing my own excellence 
and, and teaching well and, and, and honing my craft. And this is me topping up the tank. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to stay on top of it. You, yeah. uh, otherwise, you're, 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 you're only going to do one. I don't want to be a one-trick pony. I want to like, you know, I, I think I want to be a well-rounded teacher. That's what's important to me. I don't want to be the guy that's known for one thing and one thing and one thing. I, I want to, for, in order for me to facilitate these trainings, in order for me to teach people how to teach yoga, I need to be really, really well-versed. And also be really well-versed enough to know that I don't know enough in certain areas, and so I might need help. But you know what it also, I imagine, would also be a benefit of it is um, actually teaching is a craft in and of itself. Like, like yes. being a teacher in a teacher training Yes. Um, I remember a friend of mine was preparing for his first 200-hour teacher training, and it was like he just put the Ramayana on PowerPoint. It was fucking horrible. Like, can you imagine just sitting there looking at all of this horrendous, no idea about how to actually convey information to adults? Right. So I suspect that putting yourself into that environment every year, also you would not only be learning about what's new in yoga and how do you be a good yoga teacher, but also... How to facilitate. How to actually teach a teacher training, because that's a yeah. skill in itself. Yep. I've learned a lot about that. I've learned a lot about that by watching my teachers teach. Yeah. 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 So I, I you know, I, I, I've done one every year for the last three years. I did one with Jason. I did one with Noah and now I'm working on one with Janet and um, they all are so unique. You know, I, I've said that they've all taught me, they've all taught me such different things, you yeah. know, and, and I've, I, again, I've taken the things that I've loved and made them mine. And it, it came up this last year when I was studying with Noah and Rocky and what I took so much out of their training wasn't anything physical. It wasn't anything philosophical. It wasn't any of that. What they taught me really well that's invaluable was they taught me how to critically think. Huh. They taught me how to ask the questions to myself. They taught me to teach myself to go study and find the answer that fits me. They taught me to go get research on the things that I've, you know, come up. And because of that, it really, really, really inspired me to want to do the same. I was, you know, and, you know, let's, in, in complete transparency, this is my sustain, this is part of my sustainability. You know, an advanced training program is a part of my sustainability. Mm, mm. That and I was so in love with the conversation I got to have in a 300-hour training so many times that I right, want to have right. it. Right, yeah. I, yeah. I want to have it again. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Want, I want to have it again, and this time I want to host the conversation. So cool. So while I was, you know, while I was going through the, pro, uh, the, the process with them, I, you know, was very vocal and avid about me wanting to do something of my own. And so I wrote a syllabus. I submitted it to Yoga Alliance. They approved it. And as I worked more with Rocky and Noah, I was totally just being called to do this with them because they taught me so much and I approached them and I was like, Hey, I would love to, you know, have you guys as, you know, um, as a, as a team and, you know, let's, uh, I'll take the lead and have you guys up here and do, you know, what you do really well. And everyone was on board. They said, absolutely. Yes. So we, we put it all together and submitted it and now we're doing it here in San Francisco. And I'm coming. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like the little <laughs> fangirl. Hi guys, um, can I get you a drink or anything? Oh, creepy! <laughs> so cool, love it. Okay, so where can we tell us where we go to like register ourselves? 
You can find it on Yoga Tree's website, so yogatreesf.com. Cool. Um, and you can also find it on my website, which is dannypomplume.com. And you can also find it at themazemethod.com um, as well. So it's, it's available in a few different places. The first module starts in February of 2020. There's five modules spread throughout the year so that people have time to work and to do what they got to do. And funny, actually, when, when I did my, uh, my modules in, in LA, uh, I had a girl from Australia that was a uh, classmate as well. So she would come over and hang out every so often and, and take a module with us. <laughs> Love it. One of my clients is doing the, yeah, anyway, I won't get it. Okay. I'm coming for some of it at least. <laughs> for sure. Um, I remember when I did my 300 hours with, no, it was in Jakarta and, and people just like passed out in the afternoon. It was so hot and so exhausting that people just fell asleep in, during yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the be more climate appropriate for me in San Francisco, I suspect. <laughs> Super exciting. Wow, I love that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. There is something too, I think, about... Um, being in good company as a part of your growth and development, not just being going to, we've talked about go study with the best, but also as far as um, like peer uh, and colleagues and having a network of people that you can talk about. Like, like I imagine it would be invaluable to have people to, this is my syllabus. Can you help me like, take a look at it? That sort of um, uh, a second opinion that's informed and like being around people, I think a lot of yoga teachers feel like they're out there in the wilderness and in fact it's dangerous to talk to other people because it might they might steal my students or they might someone asked me uh, the other day she was interested in working with having me as her coach and she said well there's confidentiality right like you're not going to steal my intellectual property I think there's a lot of fear about opening up yeah yeah well you know I think what what people forget is that you know when we tend to talk to other people, they tend to be other people in our industry. And yeah. so we, that you're, you're looking at your direct circle. And so what you see is competition, 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 but you also forget that there's 7 billion people in this world. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're talking to the other 200 yoga teachers that are trying to make this happen, you know, but there's also the rest of the world that can be a student. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, this coming from this, place of scarcity, yeah. which don't get me wrong, I, I, it happens to me all the time, you know, is fine, but you have to acknowledge that it's coming from a fear, which is nothing real. But also I imagine, so yes, scarcity, people aren't going to steal your students, that's great, but also I just think there is, from that, you, you, hearing, like, it feels like you have this kind of voracious hunger for learning and putting, and having peers that can support you in that, I think is... yeah. I think it, uh, my yoga teaching peers like helped me so much to get better and, and all my coaching peers, like being around people who have a similar vision is actually very important for that um, sustainability. Yeah, I totally agree. I completely agree. If you have no one else to ping stuff off of, you're yeah. going to be just sitting, sitting solo. And working too hard and probably yeah. not inspired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the, give us like for people who are thinking, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe, maybe I can play a bigger game. Maybe I do have more to share. What, is there an attribute or a quality that you're particularly grateful for that's got you to where you are? I think the ability to not be afraid of hearing no is a big one. Ooh. You know, 
it's a big one. I think we're we're afraid of 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 one, we're afraid of failing, of course. But also too, I think we're afraid of hearing no. I think we're really scared to hear that so that we don't try. And you know, a no is just a no. It's not a, a dagger through the heart. It's not, you know, it's just two two letters that say that spell out no. You know, that's what they sound <laughs> that's what they sound like. That's really it. Uh-huh. It's not a personal attack. It's not, you know, it's it's just a no. And yeah. people are gonna say no to you all the time. So get used to it. Yeah. And yeah. when they say no you then show them the value of what you're offering and get them to say yes. Yeah. But I think, I think that that's, people get the, those two things, they mingle them up too much. Identity, self-worth and business success. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I work for myself and my business is my passion, if something goes wrong in my business, somehow that's I'm a bad person or I don't right. deserve it. Or I think actually pulling those two things apart is, is critical to progressing. Right. I completely agree. I completely agree. You have to define what success means to you. Yeah. And that, that when people say no to a business proposition or opportunity, they're not saying because you're rubbish. <laughs> right. Right. They're just saying no. doesn't yeah. work for them. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Nice one. Folks, I just, before we, we're, we're close to time, but I want to just declare this to the universe. I am really incensed about having Danny Pompling come to Australia and host some stuff. And so um, we've talked about this a little bit, but we're busy and we haven't actually like done anything about it yet. But here's what we need. <laughs> we need uh, motivated yoga studio owners. If you're in Australia watching this and you're like, dang, this guy, go look at all of his stuff. Because he's successful. Like, I'm not missing that, really. Um, I talk to a lot of people. Like, I, I, you know, I've I got a good sense of it. Um, if, you, like, if you're looking to uh, have some, um, host some great yoga talent, also just a nice human, reach out to like hit us up on Instagram or whatever, contact me, contact Danny, because I think it would be great to have him come over here and we're looking for some hosting opportunities. Is that all right? I'm just putting it out there. I'd love to. I'd love to come out and play in Australia. I have not yet gone down under. I'm just going to leave that because it's, yeah, it's early in the morning and <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to go there, but yes. Awesome. And like contact us folks because, um, uh, I think, you know, we're very lucky when the greats come to Australia. It's far, a lot of people think it's really, really, really far away. Um, yeah. So it's important that we, when you said, you know, you need to go study with the greats, even if it means driving two hours. Are you crazy? It means like getting on a plane for 48 hours for me. Yep. So like, make it happen. Totally. Make it happen. But, so, but yeah. we actually want you to come to us instead of us coming to you. So. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Let's run a 300 hour out there. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I would really go crazy fangirl, but seriously, if you're in Australia or New Zealand, you know, it's just next door. Um, yeah. You're in Bali recently though, right? Like I was in Bali. I was in Bali just a few weeks ago. See, it's just, that's literally just next door. Yeah. Right. Hop, skip, and a jump. For you guys. Yeah. It's just yeah. right there. Not even. <laughs> so, so uh, reach out to us uh, so that, Jenny or me, and uh, let's see what we can uh, arrange because that would be awesome. But otherwise, folks, do go take some training. Go sign up for this 300 hours. Can people just do like a module? Do they have to do 100%. That? Yep. They can do just one module, sure. Because I'm thinking even if I love the point that you made about continuing to do teacher trainings, not because you're inadequate, but because it actually helps you hone and stay current and get Like maybe – maybe taking a week off whatever else and just doing one module is a great starting point. So folks yeah. have at it. I pro- like, I seriously think it's 
there is no set time to get it done in a year. You take it at your own pace. And I really think that this teaching, the faculty that you've got is like up there, best in the world kind of situation. So. I, I mean, I can't even just, I don't even know what to say about it. They're just, they're amazing. They're brilliant. And you're in there, friend. Like, <laughs> humility is cute, but seriously, like, go have at it, folks. <laughs> amazing. And also, like, subscribe to Danny's podcast. Also very good. What's it called and where can we find it? It's the Yogi Misfit Sessions, and you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play. It's pretty much everywhere. And, and because Danny has a great team and, and helps him do all of the stuff, you don't have to do it all yourself. In fact, you have to get out of your own way if you want to grow. Thanks for showing us what, like, commitment, effort, and humility looks like in uh, Thank you. A, a sustainable yoga career. Nice model. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Feeling inspired, ready to grow your own yoga business? If you're ready to share your yoga with the people who really need what you have to offer, growing your yoga business with more ease, flow, abundance, and support, check out my six-month yoga business training program, Growing Your Yoga Biz, at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Use coupon code bizofyoga when you check out for $500 off. Enrollments are open right now. Namaste.